Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, podcast, Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona, and how to donate when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 called Paul's Gospel Example. You see, if others share the right over you, 12, do we not more? Nevertheless, we did not use this right, but we endure all things that we may cause no hindrance to the gospel of Christ. You know, after Paul's made this argument, you want to say, okay, Paul, here, I'm writing a check right now. (laughs) Okay. But the point that Paul's making is, even though we have the right, we didn't take advantage of the right. I don't want it. Then Paul, why did you spend all these verses to convince us that it's only right to pay you and the laborer is worthy of his wages? Even Jesus said that. Why would you make this case to point to you to an example that I really want you to feel even though we have the right? We didn't take advantage of it. And even though you have the right, perhaps, the authority, a biblical uh, argument to make to go in because the idol is nothing, doesn't mean you have to use every right that you have. Our society is so concerned about personal rights, almost at all costs, right? It's my right to do this. It's my right to do that. If they don't have what I like, I'll just do this or that. And Paul's saying, look, I laid down my rights. Don't you know that those who perform sacred services eat the food of the temple? Could be referencing a pagan or uh, the Jewish temple. And those who attend regularly to the altar, this has been the issue, food sacrificed, uh, have their share with the altar. So also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. The workman is worthy of his wages. But I have used none of these things, even though they were his rights in quotes. And I am not writing these things that it may be done so in my case. For it would be better for me to die than have any man make my boast an empty one. You see, before you get too excited about entitlements, before you get too excited about rights, I've used none of these. Oh, it was my right to, but I didn't. What's Paul getting at? He's saying, if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for I am under compulsion. And then he pronounces a woe on himself. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. You know, after I became a Christian and the Lord called me into the pastorate, you can imagine, you know, maybe times when you might want to give up. Uh, The ministry can be taxing and it can be hard. It's hard on missionaries. And I think the uh, temptation to give up is an ever-present hounding by the enemy. I remember I was driving down the road one day and I saw a sign, it was a real estate sign, and it said something Smith and something, 
and it was advertising some real estate. And it just hit me one day. Chuck Smith was a big influence in my life. What if Chuck Smith would have become a real estate agent? <laughs> now, I am not bagging on real estate agents. Please, hear what I'm saying. But Chuck Smith actually was offered a managerial position at a supermarket. And when he was in the early years of his ministry in Corona, he got an offer from a supermarket that would have taken care of all of his family's needs because the church was very small and they were scraping by. And he, he tells a story. He says, I was very tempted to take that job. And the Lord said no. Some of you went to the uh, Corona Life Services banquet. Pastor Jack Hibbs did the opening prayer there. And what I heard, I wasn't able to make it. I wasn't feeling well, but... I heard that Pastor Jack came up to the microphone and said, I'm the survivor of a botched abortion. Can you imagine? Think of all the things that God has done through Jack Hibbs' life. What if that abortion doctor was successful? People in New York apparently can't figure this one out. That if there's a botched abortion that a baby deserves just basic medical care, they said no to that. Well, Paul's saying, I'm under compulsion. Remember Jeremiah? Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. And there were times when Jeremiah was something like this. Lord, I don't want to say that. That's the message you have for these people. I don't want to say that. But he said, if I tried to trap it in, it became like a fire in my bones and I had to let it out. Some years ago after 9-11 happened, there was a prayer meeting at the fountain and uh, several of us from the community were going to pray. And uh, it was me and uh, Ike Riddle. Ike Riddle is the former pastor of Olive Branch, and he's since moved out of state. And we were two pastors that were going to pray for the nation. And the whole day I was spending in front of my Bible, Lord, what, what, what do you want to say? And the Lord had me in Jeremiah all day. And I'm talking about harsh radical stuff in Jeremiah. All day long I was saying, this is not what you want to say, right, Lord? This is not what you want to say, right, Lord? And he was saying, no, this is what I want to say. This is not what... So, I showed up a little early and I said to Ike, I said, Ike, the Lord has me in Jeremiah all day. What's he put on your heart? And Ike looked at me and said, Jeremiah. And I said, do you mean the song, Jeremiah was a bullfrog? No, not that. The book of Jeremiah. And I'm telling you, folks, it was not what people wanted to hear at that fountain. People at the fountain wanted to hear us, everybody say, it's okay, we're okay, everybody's okay. And we were like, no, we need to repent and cry out to the Lord. And there were some folks that showed up at the fountain and they, it was obvious that they were of a different religious persuasion. And as I was praying, they walked away. Don't want to hear that. Don't want to hear that. How many people do you think when Paul was preaching walked away? Oh, they didn't just walk away. Some people tried to kill him. Stone him. Get rid of him. Some people said, we're not going to eat another meal until he's dead. 
How's that for a popularity contest? I really want to be in the ministry. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You get to teach from a pulpit. Yeah, <laughs> you do. But there's a whole lot of other things that go on. <laughs> but Paul says, look, I've got a heavenly compulsion. I'm compelled to do what I do. I don't want to be compelled by a paycheck. I want to be compelled by the Lord. Just like Jeremiah, Paul says in Galatians 1.15 that God set him apart from his mother's womb to proclaim the gospel. God has a gospel mission for his church. Every one of us is in gospel ministry. That's what gives your life meaning. That's what gives your life purpose is if you're redeeming it for the gospel. Are you? You know, if the church gets too comfortable in America, it comes down to our rights, what we want to hear, our entitlements. This church, like a lot of churches, scrapes by to get enough volunteers in just about every major ministry that we have. Why? Because, let's face it, we struggle with some entitlement issues. We struggle with, you know, making it about us instead of making it about the gospel. We struggle with laying down our likes and our rights for the sake of other people. And Paul says, if I do this voluntarily, I have a reward. But if against my will, <laughs> I have a stewardship entrusted to me. Maybe the NIV helps us here. I'm simply discharging the trust committed to me. Paul says preaching is not my career, it's my calling. I didn't volunteer for the job. I was met on the road to Damascus where the Lord said, get up and I'll tell you what you're going to do. What then is my reward? Says Paul. Final verses. That when I preach the gospel, I may offer the gospel without charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. One writer says, Paul has found a reward more valuable than rights. My pay is to serve without pay. Or as Acts 20.35 says, it is more blessed to... What's that say again? It, oh, it's give. It's more blessed to give. To receive. Hmm. You guys buying that? You believe that? Have you experienced it? Have you ever been in a situation where you gave to somebody time, maybe treasure, prayer? Maybe you were just there for somebody in their dark hour. And they said to you, man, that meant everything to me. How blessed did you feel? That means everything. I heard Raul Reese tell a story. He said, uh, he goes, there was a need in, in the church, if I recall the story correctly, and he gave away his last $5. And it was a bit begrudging. He, he gave it away and he said, man, I was going to use this for Coco's. We're going to go to Coco's. We're going to go to Coco's. But, but he gave the $5 to this person. And he was kicking and screaming a little bit, at least on the inside, smiling on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then somebody in the church came up and said, hey, let's all go to Coco's, I'm buying. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Do you feel equipped to share the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you prepared to explain why you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you find it difficult to defend your Christian faith? The Ministry of Walk in Truth and Pastor Michael Lance would like to give you a copy of his book, Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God. My hope in writing the book was to help each and every one of us know how to put on this armor so that we can be effective in our Christian walk and not fall and hurt ourselves and others. And of course, you know, we should be thinking about we don't want to dishonor our God who purchased us. And so we put on the provision. That's the takeaway is, hey, I know how to do this now. We will send you a copy of Suit Up as a thank you when you send a financial gift of $5 or more to Walk in Truth. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we appreciate your help to broadcast and grow the ministry to more radio stations. Please give online at walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com. Click the Donate button or call 844-48-TRUTH. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. I have a stewardship entrusted to me. Maybe the NIV helps us here. I'm simply discharging the trust committed to me. Paul says preaching is not my career, it's my calling. I didn't volunteer for the job. I was met on the road to Damascus where the Lord said, get up and I'll tell you what you're going to do. What then is my reward, says Paul. Final verses. That when I preach the gospel, I may offer the gospel without charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. One writer says, Paul has found a reward more valuable than rights. My pay is to serve without pay. Or as Acts 20.35 says, it is more blessed to... What's that say again? Oh, it's give. It's more blessed to give. To receive. Hmm. You guys buying that? You believe that? Have you experienced it? Have you ever been in a situation where You gave to somebody time, maybe treasure, prayer. Maybe you were just there for somebody in their dark hour. And they said to you, man, that meant everything to me. How blessed did you feel? That means everything. I heard Raul Reese tell a story. He said, uh, he goes... There was a need in, in the church, if I recall the story correctly, and he gave away his last $5. And it was a bit begrudging. He, he gave it away and he said, man, I was going to use this for Cocos. We're going to go to Cocos. We're going to go to Cocos. But, but he gave the $5 to this person. And he was kicking and screaming a little bit, at least on the inside, smiling on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I'll help, yeah. And then somebody in the church came up and said, hey, let's all go to Cocos. I'm buying For though I am free from all men, 
I have made myself a slave to all that I might win the more. For Paul, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And we're going to see next week that he does all things to win people. To win the lost. And I think Paul's point is this. Maybe some of us need to lose more to win. Have you ever come to the end of an argument with your spouse and thought, yeah, give it right there, yeah! And just for a moment, it felt pretty good. Let me tell you something. You want to know something? In 1978, when you took the cookie, shoom, shoom, oh, kind of even felt good when it left your mouth. Oh, it hit the target. And then it doesn't feel so good. In fact, you would have been better off losing the argument because you would have won in a different way. Sometimes, maybe in giving something up, in losing, we actually win. That's Paul's whole argument here. I don't take the money even though I have the right to because I'm trying to convey the gospel. And I'm hoping you Corinthians would see that example and do the same. Father, we are humbled by your word. It is challenging and encouraging. Thank you, Jesus, that you became poor, that we might become rich. Thank you, Jesus, that you laid down your rights. You left the glory of heaven to die on that awful cross. It was a huge step down for you to become human, let alone to, to be born in a cave, raised in a nowhere town that people made fun of called Nazareth. Had the religious leadership largely reject you and die on a cross while you have the, had the power and authority at any moment to stop it. You could have fried the landscape, you could have eliminated people on the spot, but instead, you prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You turned to a thief who said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He wasn't worthy or deserving of anything. And you said, most assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. The gospel is free. It's about laying down one's rights for the sake of others. And Lord, we confess it is so hard to live out a gospel-dominated life. Our flesh, our hearts can be so self-centered and so calloused. And I pray over my heart and our hearts collectively that you would soften them to the mission and the reality of what it means to live out a gospel life. It's not always about us getting our way or demanding our rights. It is about 
laying down our lives for others, husbands for their wives, wives for their husbands, fellow Christians for one another, at work, maybe a living example of the gospel that opens a door to share the good news with a friend. Oh, Lord, I know your people are smart and wise, and they can make the appropriate applications in the moment. But I pray you would bless them and encourage them that you laid down your rights for us. And if you loved us so much in this way, we ought to love one another. Lord, forgive us for the many times that we've fallen short in all the different contexts that we can think of. But thank you that you are so faithful to love us through thick and thin. You never give up on us even when we fall on our face, even when we get it wrong, even when our thinking's been wrong, even when we could point to something that we've anchored our behavior in but then realize, but it wasn't driven by love. We know that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And I pray that this community of saints and any person hearing the sound of my voice, may it be your voice, just encouraging us to say, let everything you do be done in love. Well, if you're here and you've not met Jesus, you don't have any purpose. Maybe meaning is the furthest thing from your mind, but you want to have that. Cry out to him. He is literally a prayer away. And He will save you. And if you're here, I know He has called you. You just have to say yes. I am willing. You will find that life as a Christian is the most beautiful meaning that you'll ever experience. It won't be easy, but it'll be right. It won't be smooth sailing all the time, but you will feel blessings as you, as you never have before. Open your heart to him. It, if you have been calloused in some way and your heart is hurt, just say, Lord, soften my heart to the gospel, to a gospel attitude, to a good news attitude in my life. Lord, would you bless those who are doing some business with you? May you minister to them. May you meet their needs. May you strengthen them. May you encourage them about the good news. We're ambassadors of good news. Help us to live that good news every day by your strength and for your glory. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. You're listening to Walk in Truth, and this was part three and the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 called Paul's Gospel Example. Are you looking for a new devotional to follow? Subscribe for free today to get the Walk in Truth devotional. Read a verse from the Bible, followed by a thought for the day related to it. You can get the devotional by email or by text. Visit walkintruth.com or text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Again, text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, I think it's quite evident what drove Paul's life was the gospel. You know, gospel means good news. It's the good news that the God who made us loves us and came down to rescue us. And it's what drove Paul. It drove his life. 
And it doesn't mean that you have to be in full-time vocational ministry to be driven by the gospel. You know, Paul was a tent maker. He had other things that he had to do. In fact, uh, the first part of 1 Corinthians 9 is that he didn't take advantage of ministry money, you know, the money that a minister, you could say, deserves, as we see in this chapter. He didn't take advantage of that because he wanted to not stumble anybody from believing in the gospel. He didn't want that to be a hindrance. And I say this to say to you that if you're not in full-time ministry, don't take that as a misnomer. You are in full-time ministry if you're a Christian. You may not get your paycheck from a church, but you're in full-time ministry. I think you get my drift. And we need wisdom on how we live that out. But I pray that God will give you wisdom in this new year to be a gospel-centered person at work, at home, wherever you may be, that the Lord will use you as a witness. And you'll get opportunities to share the good news just by the way you, you conduct yourself at work, your character, your values, your love for people will cause people to ask about this great gospel. Well, hey, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the eternal prize, and Paul's going to use a racing analogy, kind of like an Olympic Games uh, running race to show us how we need to approach this gospel-centered life. It has to be with goals. It has to be with good training. It has to be with a finish in mind and a prize that's coming to those who are found faithful. That's tomorrow here on Walk in Truth. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Keep us in prayer. Support us if you can. You can find out all the information when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. God bless you guys. We'll see you then. Tune in tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching called The Eternal Prize. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.